Good afternoon and hallelujah. Hello and hi. Greetings to you, your loved ones, your friends, your neighbors, and everyone around you. Praise be to God. I am happy that I can come before you this moment with the purpose of sharing the word of God. Um, that's what makes me happy. Um, that's what I look forward to on a Sunday, this moment. Praise God. I, I, I am happy that God has trusted me to choose me among many so I can be one of the servants of God. And remember, you're important because without you, there are no servants of God. We are here for you. We are here to serve you. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Before we get straight into the message that I am passionate about today, I want you and I to share a prayer together. And after that prayer, we are going to get straight into the scripture and what the Father has for us for this day. There is a wonderful message, an important message, a message that we cannot afford to miss today. And in order for us to pray, I want you to open your Bible from the book of John chapter 8 and go to verse 11. John chapter 8, verse 11. The revelation continues that whenever you pray, you need to add a scripture. Hallelujah. Whenever you pray, make it a point that you add scripture. It is important because what you are then doing is you are demonstrating that you are not just praying out of selfish needs, but that there is something specific, something particular that has been identified from the word of God and you are going to use that, you are going to use God's word to pray. That's important. Verse 11 of John chapter 8, the Bible reads, She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. I would like to ask you to highlight the last statement, which are the words of Jesus to this woman, where he says, Go and sin no more. That scripture of John chapter 8, verse 11, if you are looking at it from the beginning, we are told that there is a, an occurrence, a scenario, a situation that took place. And in this situation, we are told that there is a woman that was caught in the very act of sin. And this woman was then brought before Jesus Christ. And the Bible says the men, the people of the land of the city took stones and they were about to stone this woman to death because of the sin that they caught her in. I believe that was the custom of that time within that city that if someone was caught in the act of sin, they would be stoned to death. And according to the time, there was nothing wrong with that. That was their custom. That was their tradition. They were within right to do so because that was their practice. And as they were taking their stones and ready to stone this woman to death, the Bible lets us know that Jesus was just looking down and with his fingers he was busy writing on the ground. And as he was writing, he spoke the words in verse 11. 
Where, let me read again, he says, She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So Jesus said to this woman, That woman, where are thine accusers? Woman, where are the people who are accusing you? And the woman replied in verse 11 to say, Master, there is no one. And then Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. But one thing that you have to do is go and sin no more. In order for this condemnation, in order for this to go away, the condition is make sure you sin no more. Make sure you do not do what you have done any longer. Make sure you do not return and practice and get back into your old habits. Let's pray. The petition that I want you to keep is as follows. Lord, I need help not to repeat any sin I have committed. These should be your words. These should be my words to God. That Lord, help me not to repeat my sin that I have committed. Wash me, clean me, and purify me in Jesus' name. Make my heart pure and whole. In your name I pray. So basically this petition, this prayer is just to say to God that I have messed up, Father. I have spoken how I should not have spoken. I have done what I should have not done. I have behaved in a manner that I should not have behaved like. I have had thoughts or entertained thoughts that I should not have entertained as a child of God. I have messed up in my marriage. I have messed up in my relationship. I have messed up with my child. I have messed up with my siblings. I have messed up with my friends. I have messed up with my relatives. I have messed up with my neighbors. I have messed up, Father, because of my attitude. Help me that I do not repeat that any longer. And you are then asking him to wash you, to clean you, to cleanse you, to purify you, and to change your heart. And I know that God is able to do that according to his word. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you and we come before you this wonderful moment. We have the confidence for we know that whenever we call unto your name, O creator, you hear us and you answer our prayer. We have the confidence to pray to you for we know that you are God that is not biased. We are confident to pray to you because we know you are God who is loving. We come before you, Father, for we understand that you are a considerate and a caring Father. And so we are praying this moment, O oh God, that may you clean us, wash us, and purify us in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. We are praying that, Father, wherever we have messed up, Whatever form of sin and type of sin that we have committed before you, God, we pray that God help us that we may not repeat it and forgive us, O oh God. Clean us and cleanse us in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us that we may improve in our words, in our works, in our behaviors, in our thoughts, in our plans, in our desires, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah.
Praise be to God. Right. That's an important prayer and um, I'll share it. All right. So when the video is officially posted on the different platforms we have under a friend of Jesus, you will have this petition. All right. So don't worry. You will not lose it. You're going to have this prayer and you can always pray it whenever you want to pray before God. So you will not lose it. Right. Here we are, and um, yes, greetings to all of you. Thank you. It is indeed awesome that we are here together, and I want you to feel comfortable, to feel free in the presence of God. Wherever you're watching from, wherever you're listening from, I want you to sit as a child of God. I want you to, to know that you are important before God. I want you to know that you were created in the likeness and in the image of God, that your makeup has God in it. That you have the blood of God, the blood of the Messiah, the Creator flowing inside of you. You are important. Hallelujah. The message that I have been entrusted with by God for you is the mission of sin. Hallelujah. The mission of sin. Remember last Sunday we were talking about ready yourself for battle. We were talking about ready yourself for confrontation. We were saying that there are some confrontations, there are some circumstances, some issues, some challenges, some mountains that are going to come our way, some obstacles that are going to come our way. So we were being taught to say we need to ready ourselves, we need to prepare ourselves for what is to come. And today we have now this message to say the mission of sin. In short, after you have readied yourself, after you have prepped yourself, you then need to start learning about the enemy's movements. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, when you have two teams going against one another, what they do individually is to study the other. If you have two people that are going to go against one another, then what has to happen is the one needs to study the other, and likewise, this one needs to study the other. So both individually or equally are studying each other to find out what are the strengths of the other, what are the weaknesses of the other, how have they been and how are they now, are there any improvements? What can I do to win in this battle that I have against it? This is important for you to know because as a child of God, you need to understand that the devil, the enemy, the evil one, Satan, is against the children of God. So he is doing everything in his power to overcome you and I. He is doing everything in his capacity to make sure that we do not succeed as children of God. He is plotting and planning whatever he can so that you and I should not make it in life. So it is important that we are not ignorant, but rather that we study also how he operates so that we can overcome him. It is important that we learn how he moves, how he thinks, and what he does, so that in turn we are well positioned to overcome him. Hallelujah. The mission of sin. 
We want to know in 2024 what is the mission of the enemy using sin against you, against me, against our family. What is it about sin that he can use to cause us to remain down, to cause us not to progress, to cause us not to have a high self-esteem, to cause us not to have confidence, to cause us to belittle ourselves or one another, to cause us to have hatred or anger or jealousy, to cause us to have hatred and bitterness from within, to cause us to always speak negative gossip and have envy toward one another. What is it about sin that we need to learn so we can grow and improve and not allow it to cause us to stumble in the walk of our faith? The mission of sin. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So listen to three statements that I want you to keep close and then we go into the first scripture. The first statement is knowledge is important and the scripture tells us from the book of Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 that my people perish for lack of knowledge. So the first statement that you need to keep is that knowledge is important. Knowledge is needed. Knowledge, you have to acquire it. And this is the reason why I trust that the Father, through his word, is giving us such a message on this day, that we may know about the mission of sin. This is part of knowledge. We are acquiring knowledge about sin so that we can improve and walk away from it. Number two, we need to be spiritually serious such that every opportunity to learn God's word is grabbed with both hands. This one is interesting. We are saying we need to be spiritually serious. I don't know if you have heard this statement before. Hallelujah. We have heard all sorts of, you know, kinds of being serious in life. But this one in particular is saying spiritually serious. In short, you are looking after your spiritual life. In other words, you have an interest to ensure that you grow spiritually. You are looking out on how can I grab, how can I grasp, how can I gain, how can I get more of the word of God? How can I learn more about the scripture? How can I learn more about the movement of God? How can I learn more about what God does in life? How can I learn more about how God can elevate people? How can I learn more about how God speaks? How can I learn more about how God can influence? How can I learn more about how God can rebuke and reprimand? How can I learn more about how God can lift, how God can cause one to shine, to rise, and to grow? How can I learn more about the things of God? Spiritually serious. And the third one is, make it a priority to study, learn, and grow in your understanding of the things of God. That is to say, as much as you are saying you want to be spiritually serious, that is only a desire. But then the action is to make it a priority. You and I must prioritize the things of God. It is easy to desire. It is easy to want. It is easy to wish for, and it is another to say, I want to now begin to do. Let's repeat that. It is easy to desire. 
It is easy to wish for. It is easy to want. But it is another to begin to act on. You can say you want to be top in your class. You can say you want to be the top student, the top learner. But if you are not going to study, if you are not going to attend lectures or classes, if you are not going to study to research, then your desire to be a top learner is in vain. You need to couple or to connect or to add to that desire the action. Hallelujah. So keep these three statements close because they are going to help you in 2024. Now, let's open our Bible from the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verse 7. The mission of the sin. Praise be to God. The mission of the sin. Genesis, chapter 4, verse 7. Hallelujah. Verse 7, I'll read the New King James Version. That's a translation in case you're wondering. The Bible reads, If you do well, Will you not be accepted? This is a question that God is asking. This is not a question asked by Pastor Tadala or Tadala, no. But this is a question that God is posing to you and I. And the question is, my sister, my brother, my daughter, my son, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And then he says, and if you do not well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, my God. But you should rule over it. Oh, wait a minute. This is some sweet stuff. Let's pray. All right. I want to pray for the reading of the scripture. Father, thank you for the reading of the scripture. I bless you, God, because your word is important. Your word is powerful. Your word is active. Your word is alive. Your word is purposeful. Your word can inspire. Your word can uplift. Your word can cure. Your word can heal. Your word can empower in the name of Jesus. And I ask that, Father, as we study on your word, may you give us revelation, my Lord, that will change our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, take the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. We are talking about the mission of sin. And in the book of Genesis chapter 4 verse 7, the Bible tells us that here you had um, um, a situation. The situation is that Adam and his wife Eve were blessed with two sons, two boys. And the name of the firstborn was Cain. And the name of his brother was Abel. And the word of God tells us that in the process of time, Cain and Abel had a quarrel while they were alone in the field. And that quarrel, that fight, that argument led to Cain killing his brother Abel. And after Cain had killed his brother Abel, the Bible says that God spoke. He said, Cain, where is your brother? Cain, I have sensed that there is silence. I cannot see or hear your brother. Where is your brother? And um, Cain replied and said, am I my brother's keeper? 
Hallelujah. And then God said to Cain that I can hear the blood of your brother crying out to me from the ground. That you are trying to lie to me, you are trying to hide it from me, you are trying to keep it from me, but know that the blood of your brother is crying out to me from the ground. In short, I know you have killed your brother. Hallelujah. And then God in verse number 7 of Genesis chapter 4 is saying, if you do well, hallelujah, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Now, understand that um, this is a portion of scripture where before, the, before um, um, Abel was killed, they went and sacrificed, they offered an offering. So Abel went and gave an offering before God, and Cain also gave an offering before God. And the Bible says God accepted or was pleased with the offering of Abel, his brother. But with Cain, he was not happy. And this is now the scripture where now Cain, his countenance was down. In other words, he was disappointed because God did not accept his offering. So God is asking a question that if you do well, are you not going to be accepted? Now, this is a question to you and I, that my sister, my brother, my friend, if you do well, God is asking, will you not be accepted? If you speak well, will you not be accepted before God? If you behave in the right manner, will you not be accepted? If your attitude is right, will you not be accepted? If you carry yourself in the right manner in your marriage, in your relationship, will you not be accepted? If you are loyal in your employment, will you not be accepted? Hallelujah. If you are trustworthy in your relationship to your friend, will you not be accepted? Are you listening? So this is a question that God is asking. He's saying it's a simple question for you to answer. That if you are going to do well, will you not be accepted? And he says, if you then do not do well, then one thing you must know is that sin lies at the door. My God. He says, if you are not going to do well, if you are not going to speak well, if you are not going to act well, if you are not going to behave well, if you are not going to do what is expected of you by God, then you must know that sin lies at the door. Hallelujah. This is why we are saying the mission of sin. Sin is pouncing, is waiting to pounce, my God. Sin is a chancer. Hallelujah. I like that. Sin is a chancer. In other words, it waits for you to make a mistake. It waits for you to mess up. It waits for you to slip up. And then it takes advantage. Sin is like a, a, a hyena, my God. Listen to me, child of God. Sin is like a hyena. Hyenas are not so good in hunting. Praise God. Yes, they move in packs, but they are not so good in hunting. What they are good at is once a hunter has hunted an animal and killed, hyenas then go and wait for an opportunity that they can go in and steal what has been killed. Hallelujah. They wait to pounce that if the one who has killed makes a mistake and moves away for a moment, then hyenas go and take advantage. So you must understand that sin is like a hyena. It is waiting for you to speak that wrong word. It is waiting for you to mess up in your relationship. 
It is waiting for you to mess up with your child or with your children. It is waiting for you to mess up in that place of employment. It is waiting for you to mess up with your friend. It is waiting for you to fight or argue with your brother or sister. It is waiting for you to have that unforgiving heart. It is waiting for you to have that heart of jealousy. It is waiting for you to be envious of the achievements of others. And the moment you do that, sin is ready waiting at the door to come in and take advantage. The mission of sin. You see, the trouble is most of us are living in ignorance. We do not understand that sin is very close. We think because we pray, sin is far. We think because we fast, sin is far. We think because we are related to a pastor, sin is far. We think because we go to church, sin is far. We think because we are servants of God, sin is far. We think because we are worshipers, we sing praise and worship songs, sin is far. We think because we sleep in the church, sin is far. We think because we attend night of prayers, sin is far. We think because we climb mountains, sin is far. We think because we have been saved for many years, sin is far. But according to the scripture, God is saying if you do not do well, irrespective of how you have been living, sin is at the door. It is waiting for you to mess up just that once and then it will take advantage. Praise the Lord. The mission of sin. Hallelujah. And what you need to know is the last statement. My God, God is so loving. My God. Hallelujah. God is so kind. He says, but you should rule over it. Hallelujah. As much as it doesn't sound good to know that sin is at the door, as much as it may be scary knowing that sin is waiting for you to slip up, but God equally is saying that you, my sister, you, my brother, have been equipped with the necessity to overcome sin. Hallelujah. He is saying that do not worry, do not be anxious, do not be afraid because you have every capacity, capability, everything in you to overcome sin. God did not make you inferior, no. God did not create you lacking, no. But you have everything in you to overcome sin. Hallelujah. So do not be afraid. You must know that you are able to rule over it. Now, I do not want to, to say to you what sin is and then to be accused that the pastor was accusing me or accusing us. But I want us to use the word of God. That if there is anyone that is going to accuse you, to accuse me, let it be the word of God. If there is anyone that is going to spell out, to spill out to you and I what sin is, let it be the word of God. And you and I can read together and judge together. Let's look quickly at the book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Hallelujah. You need to understand when we are talking about the mission of sin, someone may ask what is sin. Hallelujah. And for the interest of the scholars, the word mission is duty, the duty of sin. Sin is on a duty. Hallelujah. The assignment of sin. Sin is on an assignment. Hallelujah. The operation of sin. Sin has a way it operates. Praise God. The business of sin. Sin is on a business. 
Hallelujah. So you must understand that sin is not messing around. It is on a mission. It is on a duty. It is on an, it is on an assignment. It is in an operation and it has a business, an agenda, the agenda of sin. <laughs> Praise God. Galatians chapter 5, go to verse 19. Galatians chapter 5, we'll read verses 19 to 21. Let's read quickly and I'm reading the Good News translation. What human nature does is quite plain. It shows itself immoral. If you're asking me what is sin, any act of immoral is a sin. It says filthy. If you are filthy in any way, the Bible says that is a sin. And indecent actions. Whatever actions we have that are indecent, the Bible says it is sin. It says, in worship of idols and witchcraft, if we are worshiping, praising any idol, if we are practicing in witchcraft, the word of God says it is a sin. People become enemies and they fight. If you are busy having enemies in life, if you are busy saying she is my enemy, he is my enemy, they are my enemies and you are fighting, you must know that there is a sin you are committing. There is a sin I am committing. There is a sin we are committing. They become jealous. If you have jealousy in your heart, you must know that is a sin. Angry. If you have got anger in you, you must know that is a sin. Ambitious, my God. There are certain ambitions. Hallelujah. It is okay to be ambitious with the right intentions. But if you, if I have ambitions with the wrong intentions, then you must know that the sin is at the door. They separate into parties and groups, my God. You are busy saying, no, I belong to this group. They are not part of my class. You must know when you are doing that, then the sin is at the door. They are envious. Get drunk, my God. This is not Tadala. This is the word of God. Hallelujah. It says you are envious. You get drunk. Have ogies. Now, that word ogies is important. An ogie is, um, an ogie is um, a wild party. Hello? So, if we are busy entertaining wild parties according to the word of God, not according to Tadala, not according to me, but according to scripture, it says, be careful, sin is at the door. And it says, and do other things like these. Hallelujah. So, the scripture did not finish. And I understand that there are many other things, but what has been listed here is a, a, a sample Hallelujah. You see, in sampling, it means you're not able to go and look at everything. But what you do is you take a handful and then the sample or the handful represents everything else. So here, this is a sample of sin. And the scripture says, and things like these. There are other things that have not been listed or have not been mentioned here in scripture, but you must be aware of them. And the Bible says, I warn you now as I have before, those who do these things will not possess the kingdom of God, the mission of sin. Hallelujah. You must know that the sin is moving around, the sin is going around, it is waiting for that one opportunity. You may think two, three, or four, no, but one opportunity may be all it takes for your life to be destroyed. One wrong move is all it takes that you lose everything. One wrong move may be all it takes for you to fall and fail. 
So be careful in what you're going to be doing in life, understanding that there is a mission, a duty, uh, an assignment, an agenda that sin has against us. So we need to hold on to God. We need to hold on to his word. We need to hold on to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, look at the book of Luke. Luke, just um, write it down. I'll read it quickly. Uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 24 to 26. The Bible reads, When an evil spirit goes out of a person, it travels over dry country looking for a place to rest. If it can't find one, it says to itself, I will go back to my house. So it goes back and finds the house clean and all fixed up. Then it goes out and brings seven other spirits, even worse than, the, than itself. And they come and live there. So when it is all over, that person is worse in a worse shape than in the beginning. This is to say, if I was a liar, hallelujah, and I stop lying, that God has helped me. If I do not replace this lying with good works, the Bible says lying can return. Lying will return to supervise. Lying will return to scout, to check and see that am I doing other things or am I just waiting? And the Bible says if I am not careful to replace lying with good works, then lying will return with other forces, with other things that will make my worst condition or my previous condition worse. Hallelujah. So you need to be careful that if you are a person of anger, if you are suffering from anger, Hallelujah. And God has delivered you. You must make sure that you pray that you replace that anger with good works. Because if you do not replace the anger with good works, the Bible says anger will return with other friends. And the, the, the latter condition will be worse than before. Wait a minute. If I was struggling with a short temper that I would um, um, act out, I would lash out at any point in time. The Bible says, when I have been delivered from that, I need to be careful and begin to change. If I do not, that uh, temper will return and my, my latter state will be worse than before. Wait a minute. If, if, if I was um, 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 uh, um, hating people, hallelujah, if, if I was um, abusing people, if, if, if I was um, womanizing, if, if I was um, participating in orgies, these wild parties and events, if, if I was um, participating in witchcraft, hallelujah, the Bible is saying, once I have been delivered, if I am not careful to change and begin to do good, those things will return and it will be worse than before. Remember the mission of sin. Don't forget that you have been built with the ability to overcome it as God says. Hallelujah. That do not worry, you can rule over it. But you need the grace of God. Hallelujah. For you to rule over sin, you require the grace of God. You need, I need the grace of God. Hallelujah. So, as we are moving on from um, this day, as we are continuing in this month, uh, heading towards the end of the month, moving into the second month of 2024, I want us to keep praying to God for grace. All right? Let's continue telling him that we have the knowledge that sin is at the door. We have the revelation that it is looking out for our downfall. 
But also we know that God has given us the ability to overcome sin, to rule over sin. So we should not live in fear, but we should be confident to pray that, Father, deliver me from this sin and help me to be better. Help me to be a better individual. Hallelujah. I, I understand that it may be a lot for you to take in now, but God is gracious enough for him to help you. I understand you may be afraid, you may be scared now, but I want you to know that God is able to walk with you. He is able to walk, to hold your hand. He is able to help you so that you can change in whatever you need to change. Maybe you are saying, I do not even know where to start. I know that God is able to help you so you know where to begin. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I honor you and I thank you for the time that you gave us. I praise you, Creator, for I know that you speak always for a purpose. I know you have communicated such a message for a reason to your son, your daughter, and I this moment. I pray that, God, may you give us the grace that we may overcome every type, every nature of sin in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to be true to ourselves that we can confess before you of our sins, that we can confess of our wrongs, that we can confess of our shortfalls before you and ask that you help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's the message I had for you that you now know that sin is on a mission against you, against your family. And because you have the knowledge, you are well positioned. You are better positioned. You are best positioned to counteract everything that sin can try to do against you. So go out. Don't be afraid. Get on your knees. Raise your hands. Praise him. Worship him and tell him that God, I am not going to be afraid, but I am going to trust you that you will help me to live a life that pleases God. The mission of sin. Have yourself a lovely afternoon. Enjoy the week that starts tomorrow. And remember, smile, because Elroy, the God of sight, is in control. Shalom.